0: Your shelf for mine Talking sophisticated topics
1: Welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library,
0: and I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. It's funny how we work at the same place. It is. Yeah. And today
1: we are joined by
0: Rose Lundy from the Daily News. Hello. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. We're so excited. Yeah, it's a delight. I feel like we're doing lots of um, extra special podcast stuff this week.
0: We are. Yeah. As a matter of fact, because we had our Your Shelf or Mine live where your photographer right. came. So that was really fun to see her popping around, taking yeah. pictures. So. How did that one go, by the way? Really well. Yeah, it was very fun. We went through 26 book reviews.
2: I don't think it was that.
0: Was it that many? Mm-hmm.
2: Just the two of you? No, you? no, no.
1: We had um, Jennifer, Chris, and Austin as well. Right. At that event. And we each read or described at least five.
2: And did a lot of people
0: attend? I would say probably, what, 12 or 13? Yeah, not, not a lot. But um, a lot of them were friends of the library, mm-hmm. and so their meeting started before we finished, so we started with more we than lost, we ended with. We lost a bunch at the end because they had to go to their meeting. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But it was it was very fun because those who did attend were taking good notes and, and uh, identifying which of those books they really wanted to read. And then, I don't know if you've been to the library lately, but we took all of those books that we reviewed and we made a display Cool. with the list of the books and then, you know, buttons for your, our podcast. <laughs> um but they're out there t- ready to get checked out. So, you can actually go download the podcast from Monday night now. Becky yes, already I posted got that it this up. morning. And then you can actually get the reviews there and then go pick the books you want to read.
1: Yeah. And I listed I'm pretty sure all of the books that we talked about in the show notes for that um episode. I thought I was going to run out of like characters <laughs> but i did Yay. i did delete, like all the subtitles and stuff
0: oh that's, that's good a yeah because we ch- we covered all the way from picture books through adult non or adult fiction and then we did many adult non-fiction options in different categories
1: as well we did some self-help we did some historical mm-hmm. we did some memoirs you know what i was thinking what were you thinking i was thinking that like maybe we could do a live show in like february and i could get angela to do it with me and we could do all like romance. A romance one. <laughs> you know what we I was thinking We didn't have of? any romance. Well,
0: I thought that was a good idea. And as, as, and as we get closer to what we're going to talk about later today, I was thinking that we should have different kind of books about love and lost love. Um, and Because and one of these books that we're going to be re- uh, reviewing later today has a lost love kind of thing to it. Oh. And I thought, wow, that would be a fun topic to do. Yeah. February would be perfect. February. Cool. Yeah.
2: Well, that's actually, I mean, the the live shows is actually a good jumping off point because I know you've had a podcast for a while but when I heard that you're going to start doing live shows I thought well that's a good time to to kind of come in and chat with you and maybe do an article about your podcast so I guess that's why I'm here today on your show
0: (laughs) and kind of and we love that you're here (laughs) thank you for having me
2: Um, so I guess I'm just going to conduct my interview for my article and then you guys are going to use it in your podcast (laughs) in a meta sort of way exactly (laughs) two birds, one stone that's right
0: that's right it's efficiency, that's what it's called. Right, all well about that.
2: <laughs> so I guess I'll just start by asking both of you, how did the podcast idea originally come about?
0: So I went to the American Library Association conference two years ago, two and a half years ago, and I went to a seminar on make your own podcasts. And so I went up there and and listened to what they had done, what topics they covered, how they were able to do it. And we have had a very strong relationship with Josh Carter from the KUKN Studio here for years. He's taught computer classes for us and all of those things. And so after this this, um, conference, I came back and I was like, wow, we don't have money to buy equipment or anything like that, but Josh might be able to give us Mm -hmm. a hand. And so we got in touch with Josh and said you know we're thinking about doing a podcast would your studio be able to give us the space to record it a couple times a month and he said oh yeah we sure can and so
1: all free?
0: all Just, free yeah. yeah 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 i mean it's an amazing it is really cool because i like
1: and i've been to i didn't go to that one but to other like conference sessions where uh librarians are talking about doing podcasts and a lot of them like record in closets at the library exactly. like they really like just wow. trying to find a place to exactly, do it so where it's
0: quiet enough and your equipment doesn't pick up all of yeah. the noise and so this is ideal because we're in an actual studio that's set up for this yeah and we don't have to yeah.
1: set up our own little studio mm-hmm. in yeah. the closet
0: every time we need to record and, something and the nice thing is that that josh has taught us how to do the things we need to do so we're pretty self-sufficient we just come in we record we take our stuff, we leave, and we we try to be as as unobtrusive as possible. Yeah, except for when we're like,
1: "Can you come to the library on a Monday <laughs> exactly. night? Bring all oh, your equipment. He, <laughs> do it for he you? did. Oh, yeah. he did. Wow. He
0: brought all of that remote equipment that's in that, yeah. that suitcase, that magic. And a PA and a PA system. Wow. Yeah. So Josh is, is one of our favorite people, pretty much.
2: <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, so so when you were when you were at that conference, mm-hmm. what about what about the podcast? Did you think would would be Easily translated into this community. Why, why did you want to bring it back to? Well, Longview? when you
0: think about Longview or Cowlitz County in general, we don't have a lot of. Um, we used to have a community board where you could post events and things like that, and you can go to the paper and you can look and see what things are there, but it's nothing really, really together. It, it feels like you have to go to 17 different places to find out what's happening. And so we thought, you know, we don't have a good way of getting library information out there either. So why don't we try to incorporate as much as we can into this one thing that we can get to a lot of different ears easily. And so I think that was one of the motivating factors mm-hmm. was how do we get more community involvement through community awareness.
1: And Becky and I both like to talk a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Part of it is that we like <laughs> the sound of our own voices. Pretty much. <laughs> and we well, think you're going to like it too. So. <laughs> and we think we're really funny. <laughs> that's the saddest part. We really do think we're funny. But hilarious. I also, um, I like a podcast because I feel like it builds relationships. It really does. Um, it really does. What do you mean by that? I think when you listen to us talking that you feel like you get to know us. And to have that – and building a relationship with, like, a human being at the library instead of just having it be, like, you know, an organization. And I'd hope that that makes people feel more comfortable coming to the library and –
0: You know, especially if they have a name. Yeah. You know, oh, I was was listening and I heard Becky or I heard Elizabeth and are they here? And And get
1: talking to Mm -hmm. us about, like, a book recommendation or Mm -hmm. an event idea
0: or – Right, and that's the other thing that that they're looking for. Yeah, we really, really wanted to use this platform to encourage people to be more involved with us, because if you have an idea for a program or a class or a book club, anything, we want to hear about it. I mean, we're here for you, so you can come in and talk
1: with us. And it's also a way for us to like offer a program that's available. Like on someone's own schedule, right? Because so much of the stuff that we do, it's like if you can't be there at four o'clock or whatever, you you can't you miss, you can't, you miss mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. event. But right. this is always available. Available. Mm-hmm. And I think of it like as like a in the same way I think of a program that takes us two hours to do in a mm-hmm.
2: week. Mm-hmm. You can
1: kind of do it on your own time as well. Yeah. Like well, well, we have to schedule it with time.
2: the studio. <laughs> okay, we do it on their time. Yeah. That is interesting because I listen to a lot of podcasts and there are always people that I will never meet. You know, they're mm-hmm. out in New York or they're, you know, right. whatever. Right. But it's interesting that people here can listen to somebody that they might would actually see Just in their us, community. Yeah.
0: Well, and, uh, you know, people who know us already oh I was listening to your podcast the other day it's, yeah. it's really kind of fun to hear that they are listening to us and they are actually listening to the words we're
1: saying and using and I,
0: that I, I even have conversations
1: with my friends and they're like I try to tell them something and they're like oh I already know. Yeah I heard that, I heard that on your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay. That's
2: cool.
0: It is very cool. Yeah.
2: Um, Is there anything that I know you've been doing it for a while now is there anything about doing a podcast that surprised you?
0: We edit quite a bit out because, kind of. well, in general, we have <laughs> always edited quite a bit out. Uh-huh. Cause I used to edit them when we first started and then Daniel took it over for us. But what we found is that we do talk a lot and a lot of it turns into digression. <laughs> <laughs> and so those things do need to get edited out just to make sure that we're staying within a reasonable amount of time because with podcasts, you don't want to listen for two hours straight sometimes. Yeah. So- Sometimes, sometimes you do, but sometimes, you know, when it's just a fun podcast that's got some book recommendations, you don't necessarily want to be on there for two hours, so we try to keep keep aware of how long we're asking somebody to listen to us. Mm-hmm. How long do they usually end up being? You know, we range about anywhere an from 45 minutes to
1: 90 minutes. It just depends on the topic. And, <laughs> and how much we have to say well, about it.
0: and whether we had coffee before or after. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like we were saying before, when we first started, we tried to be really organized really about organized, it, yeah. and we aren't anymore. No, I mean I'll show but you I my think notes that's part for of today. The... Here we go. That's good. Those are good notes. Thank you. That's way more prepared than we normally. Are. Plus, I did this at lunch because because I called exactly. you and I was like, uh, <laughs> "What are we doing?" Yep. Um, but I think part of it is you get comfortable sitting here. And it's to... the same format
0: every week. Yeah, you know, so it's not like we have to guess what we're going to talk about we already know so we mentally are keeping track Mm -hmm. of everything that's happened this week everything that's coming up that we want people to be aware of and then our
1: books so and then i think part is just deciding that we like the chatty right
0: yeah uh, having things scripted is really uh, uh, uh.
1: you can't you don't have any spontaneity or you don't have any yeah. Flow, I guess. And I guess that's what's nice about being able to edit it later is if there's like bad flow, bad flow or dead <laughs> space. That's just gone. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Edit out the imperfections. Oh my
0: gosh. There are sometimes when we'll be talking about books and we're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's got to get edited
2: out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so why don't we, I mean, obviously people who are listening to this will already know, but can you just describe sort of the overall goal of the podcast and how you achieve it? I mean, you said a little bit about the community mm -hmm. aspect.
0: Right, the community aspect's really strong. I mean, obviously we work at a library. We want to share everything with the entire world, so that's got to be a given right there. (laughs) But... Um, We also want people to read more. We want them to uh, know how many different ways you can access books. We want them to know how many different kinds of books exist in this world. So if you don't like one kind, there's something out there for you. So we try with Becky's list. She comes up with these topics and some of them I would never ever in all of my life choose to read, but since it's part of this challenge, I am choosing to read one of these mm-hmm. books. And it's great for me because it makes me reach way outside of my comfort zone and understand more about other people's perspectives.
1: Yeah, that is definitely like a goal of the reading challenge. Mm-hmm. And also the idea that you don't have to like all of the things that you read. Yeah, you
0: don't. Yeah, because um, I don't like a lot of the stuff no. I had to read this time.
2: <laughs> Why is that important? Why is that a, an okay thing? To
1: um, I think that like a lot of people, especially it's like they think they're a reader or they think they're not a reader yeah, like I don't like books or I don't like to read mm-hmm. is uh, they didn't like what they were reading yeah mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. more of an but issue but now of, like, it's a
0: generalization about their entire attitude right. toward reading it's like an identity that they mm-hmm.
1: they don't need to have necessarily
0: because mm-hmm. there's um, always better stuff out there
1: yeah always
0: I mean if you find something you don't like so here's here's something that the listeners know about <laughs> between the two of us we have this very big difference if i do not like a book i will not read it oh i will put it down and i will be done with it if she doesn't like the book she'll finish it most, I, yeah, the most of the time i <laughs> will finish it. i won't i mean there are so many books out there that i would love more that i don't have time <laughs> to put all this energy into a book i'm going to hate anyway so bye bye book hello I respect that. other
2: book <laughs> mm, i can't do that yeah I have to
0: Well she can she can't either and it's like Except for Night Circus.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I'm trying to be... There's a couple books I was like, I'm not going to finish this book. I'm trying to be better about this because, yeah, I do. I have a lot of books to read. Mm -hmm. But... Like the Night Circus, I never meant to not finish it.
0: You just never went I back to I just never it. did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. If it's a library book, it's like I try to finish it because it has a due date and I have to take it back. Right. But if it's one of my house, it's super <laughs> easy just like, like I'm going to set this Let's aside for later. three years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like later. <laughs> no def- definite time. Just later. later. Whereas I can put it down and I don't ever need to look at it again. If it wasn't enjoyable to me, why on earth? Would I try to force it to be enjoyable? It's just going to make me miserable. And the, the book doesn't care one
1: way or the other. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. very true.
0: So
2: going back to that list, do you do, um, I know you said you started to do the the reading challenge three years ago.
1: Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. Do you do different topics each year or is it the yeah, same one? You I read change it books? every year and it's 25 books and it's kind of based off of the website book Riot does a read harder challenge that they started mm-hmm. a few years ago, mm-hmm. kind of based off their idea and concept but other I think places the first also do.
0: one was more in line with their topics the book yeah read topics yeah. but then
1: yeah you don't want the same things every year right
2: mm-hmm. is it, it hard to come up, up with new one new topics
1: this year like once you get going i think it's can you give me some examples for the, from this year or, for or next just year. in general for some interesting topics that... so this year we read an amish romance <sighs> That was a category? Was yeah. Amish romance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's um, specific. I
0: hated that book. Did you? I finished it. <laughs> but
2: you guys read different ones under yeah. the same topic and then you talk about it. Right. They're pretty similar.
0: Right. Um, what is this. How can they be different under that topic, right?
1: We did domestic thriller. <laughs> domestic thriller was a good one. Um, uh-huh. An African-based science fiction mm-hmm. book. Nebula winner. Nebula award mm-hmm. winner. A uh, book with an animal in the title. Right. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, you could go on and on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and we've already started compiling next year's list, and we have actually asked for input from anybody who wants to. So if you think of a topic you think we should put on that list, you should send it to us. Just send it to the library? Mm-hmm. No, it's one of us. Yeah. One
1: of you two? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I can mention that. And then we have the reading challenge available for everybody to do along with us on um, Beanstack, which is a online service we use for, like, reading challenges. Mm-hmm. And what do you get if you... You get the satisfaction... satisfaction. Perfect. Um, you can go on a vacation with Elizabeth.
0: You have to pay for your own <laughs> way, but it's a given. I'm going to go on one, so you're welcome to come along. <laughs> Becky and I went to Alaska when we won yeah, that challenge.
1: That was like oh, that's how that that joke started. <laughs> is we were the only ones that finished the challenge one year, and so the next year we went to Alaska, and we were like, "This is our prize <laughs> for finishing." What you haven't done.
0: In 18? Yeah. 18? Yeah. So that was oh. for finishing yeah. the 2017 so only, challenge. So only you two did it? We only finished. We're the only ones that finished. Yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody pa- participated, but we're the only ones that actually finished the challenge. Yeah. So. How
2: many do you often, I guess, if it's only so been So I guess of among years.
0: staff.
1: We, we only do this with the staff. So, uh, we only do the okay. the, the pri- prize <laughs> vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, the first year we did it, we had like four people on staff finish. Mm-hmm. Or five, maybe. And then the second year was just the two of us. Uh-huh. So we joked that we. Prize and then the third year is when I opened it up because it was it started only as staff. only staff chat. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, just as a, a, a fun, fun
2: thing. To... Yeah. Okay. Well, and it's also and part also kind of, of, of professional readers'
3: advisory. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you're stuck in a genre and you only read that kind of book, you can't really help somebody who needs an Amish romance book. Oh. And so the idea is, well, everybody can at least venture a little bit out, so that you can cover more area. Right. Yeah.
2: So and that, be able to help. More did people. that um, challenge? factor in when you wanted to start a podcast? I mean, I guess you said a little bit about you wanted some topics. It it didn't
0: um, necessarily, but it seemed to be a natural fit. It just kind of, yeah,
1: because we had done a couple of episodes before we were like, let's Mm -hmm. just, let's do the reading challenge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: then that gives us a, you know, something to focus on and it motivated us to get our challenge done more Mm -hmm. too, because Mm -hmm. we had to actually have books ready to go. The other thing is that becky and i were really the only two who wanted to do a consistent podcast and i am so she and i sat down and talked about what what do we think we want to include Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of let it fluidly develop on its own so
1: yeah
2: so that's kind of so you said that you you first talk about community events Mm and
0: probably folks on the library but also what else is in the community and then you talk about the book that you've read. Right. So we first talk about what's happened already. So we thank people for the programming that they did at the library. Like We just recently had the Humanities Washington David Smith come and do his uh, civil conversation in an angry age. I was telling him that every time I would bring that up, I'd say angry conversations and he laughed. He said, that's hilarious. In the civil <laughs> age. <laughs> yes. But so we thank him. Here, here you go. Here's the thank you for Dr. David Smith nice. for coming in and, and being a part of the library's mm-hmm. programming and bringing that to our community. And then um, Becky has all kinds of things that have happened in the youth services world that um, she brings up and reminds people. And then we go into what's coming up next around the community. And especially at this time of year where we have, the parade coming up and we have Santa breakfast coming up and we have all of the activities for the holidays coming up Um, we try to make sure that we're at least mentioning things that we uh, know about and want to encourage people to participate in the library has tons of stuff coming up over this time of the year so
2: do you have any plans to I know this podcast is kind of a fluke but would you in the future try to get guests or do something we different. have that each on time. our list yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah we actually we do have we have brought in interviewees that are also staff you know that are not just the two of us and Josh actually did a show with us um, as cool. our special guest um, and that's a plan for later to be able to think a, a little bit further <laughs> ahead to know what's coming up in the community and have special participants coming to help make people aware of what they have going on and uh we are going to today after we're done talking with you we're going to do our very first telephone interview with what with the author of the book that we're going to talk about so oh cool yeah so that'll be later today You questions all prepared. Well, that's and... that list I showed you. <laughs>
1: oh, I see, I see. <laughs> that's why we had to be so
0: unprepared exactly. for today. You can't be calling her like, hey, how's it going? I, mean, I guess we could. We could, but it, you know much (laughs) information not necessarily very interesting to listen Mm, to yeah so so that's the plan is that later when we develop because we have our reading list and then who knows we might have more local authors we we would love i think um to invite people who are authors in our community to come participate at some point with one of their books we actually talked to a kid at a coffee shop the other day who said he was writing a book and so we told him when he's ready We'd like to have him on our podcast to talk about his writing of his book and how people can get a hold wow. of it. And how yeah. old is he?
2: Is he? A local he guy? might be
0: sixteen, seventeen years old. He he was in high school. He's in high school. I Locally. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His cool. mom owns one of the coffee shops right here in town.
2: Very cool. Yeah.
0: So we encourage him to to do it for real. We weren't joking.
2: So I know, know in our community. Obviously, we're at the radio station here. So there's a radio station and. There's a pretty um, active Facebook community of people Mm kind of recording themselves in a similar podcast fashion, I would say, having their own radio shows. So what do you think is, what do you hope your podcast, what kind of niche do you hope it will fill? How, How will you reach people in a different way, do you think?
0: I think that just being talking about books and writing and that perspective of opening your mind to books, opening your mind to reading, I think also... Um, opening your genre preferences, mm-hmm. maybe, learning more about what's really out there to read, maybe that would be a, a niche that we, we fill just automatically. Just, yeah. you know,
1: here's Like some an options. extension of what we do mm-hmm. at the library. Too.
0: Well, and, and the other thing that, that I really try to promote is that books aren't just paper books. Books are available to you in so many formats that if you find that you don't like paper books, well, come talk to us, because I can show you another way that you might like better and that will encourage you to read. And then I'll show you this big old list of books and <laughs> let you pick from there. <laughs> yeah. So is listening to an audio book, is that reading? Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do when I'm driving or when I'm cooking or when I uh, generally don't want to hear other people. I put on a book. <laughs> and shut out the world. And shut out the world. And it's great because I just, one of the books that I, and you'll hear it on the live podcast from Monday night what I love is when the author reads the book because you get all of the feeling that they already know is supposed to be in that part of the, the writing because they wrote it. So you get all of their feeling and all of their emotion exactly the way it's supposed to be rather than some random reader trying to figure out what emotion was supposed to go there. So yeah. I love it when the author reads the book. That's
1: especially if fantastic. it's like memoir. Well, that's like acid like for she the children. just listen to Flea's yeah. new memoir, and like I've talked about Rob Lowe's books right. before, and he reads them. Right.
0: So acid for the children is the memoir that Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers wrote, and it is fantastic. They hear him describe his yeah. his life. It's amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't say you know he had his life was a little messed up, obviously, but how he wrote about it, which, which is the fascinating part is that he wrote eloquently and with a lot of emotion about his life. And he reads it in a way that you can really feel that this was important for him. So and he loves his grandma and that's important. Does he? He did. Well, he did. He does. She's dead now, but he did really love her very much. And it's, it's right at the very, be- this is something that I mentioned in that, in that also is that he describes her so warmly and with such depth of emotion in the very beginning of the book that if you're at all listening you want to hear the whole rest of the story just because of how he described his relationship with his grandma. It's amazing.
2: That's that kind of ties into an interesting concept of obviously you're you're a library so you're you're based in sort of the written word mm-hmm. and reaching people that way at least initially. Obviously now libraries have computers and all and right. We're a little audio different, thing, yeah. different now, but, but then you're talking about the power of hearing somebody yeah. talk about mm-hmm. um, or read literature well, and, and then think, you're talking yeah. about literature. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. What it comes down to is just stories and that storytelling stories. is mm-hmm. so important just for like the health of your brain and your mind and people need to hear stories in lots of different kinds of ways. And I think this, it's the story and the, like, imagination and stuff that's the important part of reading, more than specifically, like, looking at paper. Although, yeah. I do really love looking at paper. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the other thing that, you know, at the library, I don't know if everybody is aware, but we often have live author readings, and that's another way to get closer to the the words that are in mm-hmm. the books because these are people who are from the Pacific Northwest who have written successful books that have sold all over the world, and they're here in our library to, to read to you. There's <laughs> someone. I mean, do you
1: how have cool is information about who's coming?
0: No, it's um, on here. I will pull it up. He's on his way. It's uh, Jamie Zernt, and it is actually Thursday, December 5th. And they It's the Northwest Voices program, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but um, it's a partnership between the library and uh, LCC, and they do a workshop from 3.30 to 5 over at the LCC Health and Science Building, where he goes and does a writing workshop for people, for students, for the community, and then after that, at 7 p.m., he comes to the library and does a live reading to the audience from the book that he has written, so... That, you know, so So,
2: we've had um, authors holding readings for a long time. You know, that's not something Mm -hmm. new, but Mm -hmm. um, but then obviously on your podcast, you talk a lot about books and and, and reading. So what do you think is the value of spurring more conversation in a community to talk about? I mean, it's one thing to get people to read it, but then Mm -hmm. it's another thing to get people to show up to an event Mm -hmm. or listen to a podcast where people then talk about it. Right,
1: right. For me, it's just back to, like, the relationships thing. And that's, I guess, why, also why people do, like, book clubs and stuff. Because mm-hmm. when you talk to somebody about art, you, it helps you see things in it that you might not have seen for yourself or to help other people see and understand it, too. And that's so I work with youth and kind of the main well, – one of the th- biggest things we talk about to kids is why reading is so good for them to be doing as, like, a daily habit – Is that it builds empathy and helps them learn how to tell their own stories and be empathetic towards themselves, but also to other people in the community and all around the world. And I think that's super important and again, you know, just to be able to like talk to your neighbors and understand them Mm -hmm. to listen to other people's stories helps everybody like live a better life.
0: Right, well, it, it, and it helps you open your mind to other possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, and just because you don't live that life or you've never seen that life or experienced that life does not mean that it doesn't happen. And um, it's always better in life to be informed rather than surprised, I think. So the more you read, the more you read everything, newspapers, magazines, books, listen to stories, everything, the more informed you are about life, not just about the books you like, Mm -hmm. but about life and about what's out there and about how you react to it, how you feel about it, and an opportunity to expand your thinking, expand your perspective.
1: And to make connections with other people who do have things Mm -hmm. in common, or just to see yourself in stories and feel like you're not alone
0: right inclusion i think yeah. yeah and accessibility you know being finding something that you like and then learning that other people like it too is kind of you know that's awesome it's, yeah so the book that he's going to talk about is his newest um jamie's it is called jerk water and it's about fly fishing
2: sorry least. i guess i jumped ahead of you on that's okay I, you know i was <laughs> just up, you know, she, yeah. she's just looking the time to look up it up float. on her phone yeah. so. <laughs> So going back to the podcast, do you have, uh, so you've been recording for a while now, do you have a favorite episode? I love
1: the ball. My favorite episode, (laughs) I think that the episode we did about Pet Cemetery. That was a good one. Is the best one that we've done so far. That was a good one. I think I would agree. It it covered several podcasts, so. We had both read Pet Cemetery like, in the past, and a couple of months ago, we decided that we were going to reread it, talk about the book, and then watch... A new movie that came out this year and talk about the movie and compare it new movies terrible and then a couple of weeks after that we watched the older movie which i'd never seen before and then talked about that right so it was fantastic
0: yeah and you have to go listen to it it's so really you did the hear best what episode. our opinions were we have opinions about that <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you have a podcast <laughs> but that was and I, I, I liked how it lasted a long time, too, because, you know, we did all of the other things, but then we all, always kept coming back to the mm. Pet cemetery because it was unfinished business. Yeah. That's we another thing about like it.
1: talking about books like here or in like I'm in like four different book clubs, but talking about it I, or even knowing that I'm going to have to talk about it makes me like read it in a different way. Right. What am I going like to say about this? absorb it better. Well, and that's
0: like books that you don't like, you know, you are allowed to not like them. But you should at least try to find something good about it. Or just know? be able to like... Articulate why you yeah, do exactly. like it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in a way that's not, you know, uh, it's just crap. I mean, that's not something right. that you should say. In a way that's say. maybe a
1: little spe- that's, specific. That's not right. Yeah.
0: That's mean. <laughs> I think I actually said that about the last book I read. <laughs> that it was crap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check the last podcast. <laughs> I mean, as as I said other things. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I do believe crap came into it. <laughs> what book was that? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, you know. That's another reason why this is such a good exercise for me is that if I didn't want to win this challenge so badly, I wouldn't expand my horizons as far as the genres are concerned. I mean, there are so many topics on that list that I wouldn't even blink at if they were just presented in a general way. But since it's part of a contest and I have to win... (laughs) It's on there. I gotta read it. I have to find something. So I find something. The other nice thing about this challenge is I hit the table. Um, you don't have to stay within your age group so I can go read. Like I was having a hard time finding pirates pirates and robots. So I went downstairs and to the children's section and I got picture books. And one of the picture books has turned into being one of my favorite books Ever to read what book is that it was uh no pirates in the library said librarian Lou. it was fantastic yeah and it's a love story isn't it uh no yes it is it's the love of words it's pretty oh, awesome okay. i see what you did there yeah the other thing is i couldn't find a sports book because sports was on there and i'm not a sports fan at all and so I started with a sumo book for grown-ups, and I was like, well, it's sumo, of course. I, I couldn't, I could not even start it. So then um, Jennifer downstairs in the children's library found me three books about lucha libre and mm-hmm. I was all over those. Those were great for me <laughs> for sports. So I didn't have to stick with only adult topics. I could go downstairs, get um, picture books and then... Expand my horizons yeah. then? Unless way. it
1: specifies that you do. Right. Like we had a comic book for adults right. mm-hmm. on the list this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I would never have made it through a sports book if it weren't for that. If <laughs> it wasn't a children's <laughs> picture <laughs> exactly book. Exactly with awesome lucha libre <laughs> pictures in it. Oh, that was great. And there were three of them. So, you know, I read a lot of pages <laughs> to cover that category, but
2: So what spurred the the idea for the live shows? Because you had a podcast
1: for a year, everything is that. just totally made up.
0: So <laughs> we just we just throw it out. Let's do
1: that.: <laughs> I was at a conference. Mm-hmm. It's really worthwhile sending us to conference.: yeah, It really is. We uh, really. was some good ideas.: And um, I was at ala Midwinter, which is the winter conference, and that conference is really focused on like awards uh, for like the books that came out the previous year, but also what's being published coming year, because it's like in January. Uh, Th- this January? This past January? Yes, it was this past January. Okay. Anyways, so I'd gone to like a lot of like publisher presentations where they're just like talking about all the books that they're publishing this year. And I, I really like doing stuff like that. I've done it like a bunch in the past. But I was sitting there and I was like, you know, probably like not librarians would really like this kind of stuff too, and that was something that I thought that we could do at the library. And then um so we like talked to Elizabeth about it and a couple other people and put it on the schedule and I was like, what should we call it? How should we talk about this? And then we decided just it was a live show because that obviously made the most sense. Like, it's basically what we do here. Right. Um,
0: Well, and then what we did is, of course, got in touch with Josh and said, do you have your mm -hmm. remote stuff so we can make this happen? And, of course, he said yes. And then we recorded it on KLTV. So eventually people will be able to watch it on KLTV. So. It's way live and recorded. Yeah. Would you ever start doing all of them live? Is I don't think so. It's I think it's a lot of work. And we actually had to incorporate three other people um, in there so that we would, I mean, because otherwise it would be just the two of us, which, you know, it's great. Right. But... I mean, we're great. But
1: <laughs> we but want it, like, you know, other perspectives and other right. like, books to talk exactly. about. Yeah.
0: Because what, what Becky did is she said, send me your books that you want to talk about that are 2017 and above yeah published new-ish. and then from that list she picked which ones we would each talk about so we all got to pick our favorite books of that time period and then and I just then make she sure there's just like somewhat of a balance right of fiction nonfiction, youth yeah. adult yeah okay yeah.
2: so and
1: then it
0: definitely the most recent ones. So you're
2: yeah. talking about right. books that
0: just
1: came out, yeah. exactly. Well, and the idea, yeah. a little bit, was to give people ideas for like books that they could read over winter. And they do fired up the winter reading program mm-hmm. for adults. Um, and then also, and we do get sometimes people coming in that are like, "Oh, I have a grandson. What should I get him for Christmas?" Right. So like an idea too of like here's some books that we recommend if you're looking for an idea for a book to give as a gift to somebody. Mm-hmm. And here's the age range. Yeah. Ish yeah
0: i only talked about grown-up books. so yeah. mine was pretty straightforward but i did do fiction and non-fiction so there you go <laughs> good job <laughs> i'm diverse <laughs> <laughs> um
2: well I, I know you have to call your author in a yeah. minute here so i guess my last question for you unless there's anything else you want to add is just what do you hope your listeners get out of your podcast what What do you hope to add to the community?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Well, I hope they enjoy it because I think that if you go to the effort to listen to us, we do um, enjoy these books. We do enjoy what we do. We do enjoy this community and we hope to be able to help others have that same sensation of joy in their lives, I think. I think it's fun to be able to talk about everything that's going on in the community, invite others to be a part of it. I think my biggest thing is I really enjoy inviting others to be a part. You know, I would prefer you came and hung out at the library
1: with me any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I hope people are entertained that maybe they get an idea of some book to read or not read. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then they feel like um, the library is like a nice, cool place where they can, along Mm -hmm.
0: well and and another thing is that it's a central location it is a hub of information and you should always feel like one of your first places to get information about the community should be the library we try to keep uh, up to date on things that are going on so that we are giving you the correct information at the right time and that you can feel confident that what you're getting is correct and appropriate that's my opinion anyway great (laughs) thanks so much for having thanks me thanks for coming what best a of fun luck to day. you all. Thanks. thanks yeah anytime you want to come we'll, we'll uh, make sure you have the uh, challenge list for next year so oh, yeah okay. yeah i might to have to participate. participate i'll jump in on that <laughs> we'll talk about whatever vacation it turns into too <laughs> all right oh, cool. rose thank you so much, thanks so much. Hello and welcome to our author today. This is Sharon McNair from where are you Where are we calling you from? Du- <laughs> Durango, Colorado. Wow, thank you for taking our
1: call. <laughs> oh
4: thank you for calling me.
1: So Becky, why are we calling her today? Um, we're calling her to talk about self-publishing and her books. Right. So Sharon has written many different self-published books. Is that right?
4: Well, yes. I The first eight books that I wrote were published with a traditional publishing company. And then they closed up shop and I didn't know what to do. And so I decided, since they had always been on Amazon to go with Amazon, uh
0: huh, well,
4: and they call it independently published. Mm-hmm. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> very, yeah. very nice. So, so you had eight published by a publishing house. How many of you mm-hmm. have you published independently?
4: Well, I've done now, as of now, I've republished all of them, so there are 13 books. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so when the publishing house closed, all the rights reverted back to you? Is that? Can you? You can't hear, Becky, probably can you? Oh, okay. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> let, me,
0: let me put the phone up against her ear here so that you can uh, answer her question. Hold on.
1: I was asking if when that uh, the publishing house had closed that you had originally published with, mm-hmm. um, if the book rights had reverted back to you when they'd closed.
4: Yes, and Amazon is really cautious about, about that. I had. Actually, um, a couple of my books had been picked up by a different publisher that had a partnership with my publisher, the Mm -hmm. little publishing company, Uh and apparently they want everything documented, and I think it's all done by, you know, when they're going through to see if you've met all of their criteria – I think it's done on a computer, and it kicked out my name several Uh times, and so it delayed the whole process. But, yes, I had to get all of the publishing rights returned to me. Okay. But they did that anyway, so, you know, it was just a matter of getting it in there. Right. Jeff Jeff Bezos wanted to look at it, I think. (laughs)
0: He probably wanted to read, them. yeah, personally <laughs> oh, yeah. <Okay. laughs> so so two as that is a, as our natural segue, um, we have a list of questions not just about publishing but about the writing process, so okay, um, one sure. of the first questions I had was, how do you decide what you're gonna write about?"
4: You know sometimes, like the first books that I wrote were about um a small town girl and all of the many characters that influenced her personality and, um, her upbringing. And, um, I just always wanted to be able to write that down and, and have it, you know, for my grandkids and everything. And then so I eventually wrote these six books and it's called the Gemma series. So that came from, you know, just me, myself. But then I've, and then I wrote three more books about, Gemma, who's the main character, about her kids. Oh,
3: and okay.
4: That's called The Stars in My Crown. And so all of that was sort of revolving around, you know, the time period of the mid-60s and when I was a teenager myself. But it's not a memoir. <laughs> 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 and um, she it's so fun because you can take your own life and you can switch it around when you're writing. And and make it better Mm -hmm. or funnier or (laughs) more outlandish than than your own life right and um, but then for the books that I think you guys are kind of talking about are the Waiting for You Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the novellas they're not real novels Mm -hmm. I mean they're real but they're not I think they're real I've got it right (laughs) my shorter yeah but uh, (laughs) the first one is uh, called uh, Raining Love in Dove Creek right that's the one I read yeah yeah Yeah, and I had heard about a widow in Dove Creek, Colorado, which is not far from here, who lived in a dugout during the Depression with her young children, but she continued by herself to plant and bring in her pinto bean crop. Hmm. And I just sort of, that just inspired me, and I sort of, I really tweaked her story. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that was the original inspiration for that book. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And um, the second book is called Raining Love in the Highlands, mm-hmm. and we travel to the UK as often as we can, and um, it was on one of our first trips that I was so looking forward to hearing the Queen's English, you know, when mm-hmm. you get off the plane and they're already saying, you know, <laughs> do not leave your bags unattended, the <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just makes you know that you're someplace that's... Different. That's right. That's so we had all of these B and Bs planned out, you know, and looking forward to it and everything. And the very first day was with a very nice American lady who was from Boston. Mm-hmm. And I was so disappointed. I mean, she was very <laughs> nice, but um she had exchanged B and Bs with the British couple oh. who owned the place over there and for two months. And so my imagination just um crazy
0: Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, and
4: then let's see, the third book is uh, Raining Love in Hermosa Valley, and that's the most recent one. And my grandma was a one room school teacher, as is the main character in that story. Okay. And um, the rules were just, oh, they were outlandish for those poor ladies. <laughs> you know, they couldn't hang their underwear out on the line after they oh washed it, they had to cover it. Wow. Yes. You know, because we wouldn't want to, you know.
0: You wouldn't want to know they wore underwear. <laughs> no, you sure wouldn't. You sure wouldn't want to
4: look at it. <laughs> but anyway, true, it was true to the times. You know, that's what people, the Victorian feelings were still running rampant. So anyway, when you're... You can take fictional liberties with them Absolutely, to right all yeah. those wrongs, yeah. and I did that in that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
0: interesting that it—it it sounds like, well, especially for this uh, "Waiting for You" series, it sounds like each one of these came from an actual person that inspired you, and then kind of just You're took right. you where yeah, to go. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and a real yeah. place that inspired you. Yeah, uh-huh. that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. hand this over to Becky one more time. Okay. Oh.
1: Um we're also wondering what kind of especially I think for the historical
4: ones oh, what kind yeah, of research you, you do to write oh, them Oh man I tell you it took me longer to research <laughs> those well, it's the the middle book I didn't really research, well, no, I did a little bit <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm allowed one lie that's right, that's <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it took me longer to research those than it did to write them, wow, and
0: did you find that you'd researched so much? it was hard to pick and choose which parts you wanted to keep in and throw out. <laughs>
4: Well, you know, I kind of had my story in my mind. Oh, okay. and so I Just mean, picking the know, parts of history that fit? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll use that one. Perfect. You know. Perfect. But, you know, you have to research anything. I mean, anything that's not happening
3: mm-hmm. is
4: called historical. And there are people out there, there's such a word, I don't know if you've ever heard this word before. You probably have, being librarians. But <laughs> historicity? Have you ever heard that? I have uh-uh. Historicity. It's it's uh, historical authenticity. Oh. And if you get, it would be just my luck, at least,
0: <laughs> that if
4: I got one review on Amazon.
0: It would be, she was it wrong about this. would be
4: somebody who did not approve of my historicity <laughs> because <laughs> he would say or she would say, you know, there's they did not have double bubble bubblegum yeah. in yeah. 1903 isn't it, isn't in Colorado. That, isn't it and funny so how this, people get stuck on those things? I can get stuck yeah. on those yeah. things. Yeah, now. and, you know, don't read this book. She didn't do her <laughs> research. She is so full of it. Yes, she is, and she put it all in this book. And don't chew double bubble bubble gum. <laughs> But, you know, it takes as much to research, you know, like 1952 as it does 1903. You Absolutely. Just, mm-hmm. and, the, and the easiest thing to do, of course, is to just Google it, you know, just highlight it and Google it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't always work, so you have to go to the history of bubble gum or, right. you know, whatever right. you're doing. But I um, we have a great museum here in Durango, and we have a historical society. I did personal interviews with a lot of people over in Dove Creek that were just so helpful and and you know when you start doing those kinds of things you can you know piggyback off of a story that they tell you and oh, include sure. it in your novel and i i went to um the locations to get a sense of place and i um well let's see i think i i read one contemporary novel it was written in uh around the 30s you know and mm. before the depression mm-hmm. or no right after the depression that's when hers happened and we have a narrow gauge train here in durango so i was able to pester those poor people <laughs> at <their train> station. <laughs> and uh then we happened to be going to england when i was writing another book didn't i work that out well
3: that was um, perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you and i worked
4: for a week at a friend's b&b oh yeah, so I saw the dirty side of the uh, bed and breakfast. <laughs> so there were no
0: undies hanging out on the
4: line? <laughs> no, and, and I interviewed some uh, of the people that we have been, it, we've stayed at their places before, you know, and asked them some questions and asked for anecdotes. And um, I think we had a real good time picking and choosing what, what we were going to use for that. And, oh, that fun. Um, anyway, that's that's kind of how it goes with me. Yeah, that's a know. lot of work. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Sounds kind fun, But you've got to get
0: that. It does. It sounds pretty
4: historicity fun. Historicity in there.
0: Historicity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: did you use that in a sentence before I'm, the day's over? I, I plan to.
1: Word of the day. I'm
0: going to quiz Becky on it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my next question for you is, out of all, you said you have written 13 books. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Out of all of your 13 books, which one was your favorite to write? Mm-hmm. And who is your favorite one child?
4: That, um, <laughs> this is not going to be fair, but I think it's the one that that is just hasn't been published. Oh, yet. Oh, of course, it's, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it was so much fun to write because, and I hope it it came together as well as I as I hoped it would. Uh-huh. It's called Virtues of Strangers. Okay and it's about the elderly postmistress um
0: i'm intrigued already about her
4: husband huh
0: i'm intrigued already oh uh,
4: yeah uh, <laughs> she finds out something about her husband that uh, she didn't know until he was dead
0: oh oh really yeah. oh i love yeah. stories like that <laughs> i do i just finished one that was uh, the curious charms of arthur pepper and it was Ooh, a, I like that yeah, too. you might like that one, try yeah. that one, but it was, oh I will yeah, <laughs>
4: but but I have to say though, I really enjoyed enjoyed riding the Dove Creek one, okay, because when I was a little girl, um that's where I started school was in oh. Dove Creek elementary school, a
0: nice personal connection.
4: Yeah, 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 I think that's probably why I like it so much. Yeah,
0: and it's a, it's, a, it's a cute love story. I mean, we were just so talking you. about how you're a little bit of an inspiration for us for one of our future podcasts. So, Is that right? Yeah, we were talking oh, about a, a February love stories podcast, and oh. we liked your uh, Waiting for You series about waiting for love, <laughs> finding lost yeah. love. So So thanks for inspiring us.
4: Oh, you bet! Anytime. If you need inspiration, just call me up.
0: <laughs> I have another question, and we're going to okay. talk about not counting the book that you just said was your favorite to write, mm-hmm. because we haven't been able to read it yet. But what book of all of the other ones would you recommend the most?
1: Like if someone was going to, hmm. like if someone well, was going to start, see. and you're like, start yeah. with this book of mine because it's, I don't know, it's the, the best.
4: best. Start with what? Start
0: with with this book of mine because I think it's my best. Um, Just all of them.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's just so hard to choose. It's
0: like choosing your favorite child. Um,
4: I think I think by the time I hit uh, the book, the fifth book in the Gemma series called "Bless the Moon," Mm -hmm. I think I was really hitting my stride there.
0: Okay, so you'd had a lot of creative juices flowing by that time.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't even get my first book published till I was like fifty-seven years old. Well, so, you know, I mean, you are—you know—you're talking to the nursing home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did tell me I only had so many minutes. They only minutes. let me out
4: for a few <laughs> minutes. So I could talk. <laughs> but I think I think that book—it's after the the young lady has had a child, and it brought a new aspect to everything that she did. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, I think as it, I just feel like that would be something that would hit a lot more of, of the I don't know the reading aspect of it for a for a mother or for mm-hmm. kids change a lot of things in your life. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that one would be fun for anybody.
1: Were you uh, writing your whole life, even though you weren't publishing stuff? Yeah,
4: I you know I I wrote a children's story. Back in the seventies, and I think it got published in a little magazine called Humpty Dumpty.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember Humpty Dumpty, <laughs>
4: yeah, that's the first time I ever got paid nice. for writing anything and um, oh yeah, I wrote all the time when I was a little girl, just all these things that there was no telling what kinds of inspiration I got for some of those. I know one time i I got in trouble with my my parents and I went in the closet and wrote a story about them <laughs> did you let
0: them read know. it I
4: think <laughs> I
3: destroyed
0: it the evidence. a little burning party in the backyard yes <laughs> I think I we've I all written that story it <laughs> there you go <laughs> So, um, I have a question about since you did you were writing your whole life and and you didn't get published until you were fifty seven so what advice yeah. would you give to others who want to write books and get their stuff published
4: yeah you know i I took a class the way I got started was I took a class i was I was a teacher before I retired <laughs> I taught. Seventy-five years. Wow! No, just kidding. That's I crazy. I was like, "How you're only?"
1: <laughs> it just I felt longer like than years. I was That's living. Right? How can you do
4: that? <laughs> well, anyway, I took this Colorado writing project, and I think there there are writing projects in different states. Mm-hmm. And I took that in two thousand and three, and we had to have a project. And so I chose to write a story, a short story about a job interview I had in college. But I just went crazy with it, and I I wrote it way too long, and I had to pay everybody in the class a nickel to listen to it. We only had a certain amount of time. (laughs) And that story became the first chapter in my my first novel. Oh, fantastic. And I rewrote it about five times, and I renamed it about five times. And then I had no idea how to, you know, everybody kept saying, Oh, I just love that. Why don't you get it published? And, you know, that's just it just sounds like, oh sure, I'll just, I'll just call up, you know, Yeah exactly. and say hey, you don't know what you're missing because <laughs> I've got this story. Everybody loves it. You are going <laughs> to love it. And so, anyway, I had no idea how to do that, but um, I started reading books about being uh, being published, and uh, there was this thing called query letters. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to read them, right, and no, you get all of these rejection slips It's very if you don't have a real strong personality, it could really shoot you down. I you can know. see
0: how I mean, deflating it nobody
4: would be, yeah. you know your writing is good, we like it, but we're just not taking on new clients right now, <laughs> and so anyway, the publishing angels came down finally. And I had posted a chapter of my novel on a manuscript service website. Okay. And a, this little publishing company in Virginia offered me a contract. How cool. And that's who I published eight books with until they um, had to close up shop. That's fantastic. So, you know, I mean, my advice would be, you know, you got to it, – it's kind of difficult when you self-publish or mm-hmm. independently publish because there are – you have to wear all these hats. That if you have a publisher, you don't have to wear them. Hmm. But if you're if you're doing it yourself, you have to. Uh, uh, don't you won't have an editor, so you have to get your worst enemy to <laughs> proofread and edit, or at least proofread your book. Right. they will. Your worst enemy. You
0: They'll love to, to do it book. for you, won't they?
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been <laughs> dying did, to tell you, you this. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to format the book, uh-huh. which is, I've never caught on how to do that. And <laughs> it's just not my thing, you know. I can write, but I cannot format. Uh-huh. And then you have to create a fantastic eye-catching cover, which is not as easy as it sounds like.
0: Wouldn't doing. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a, a son who could help you with something like that?
4: Oh, yeah. You know, and... and um, the guy, I, I had to f- hire somebody to uh, oh my format my book for me. He lives in California. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> I have a real sweet friend who helps me make the covers. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then the worst, here comes the worst Uh-oh. part of it. Uh-oh. This is the hat you don't want to wear.
3: Uh-huh.
4: It's like a 10 gallon hat. <laughs> and it is the marketing hat. Oh. Oh, my gosh. You know, big publishing houses want authors who have a platform. And that's what agents want, too. Mm -hmm. They want you to have an established standing with the buying public, you know, either via celebrity, which I'm not, (laughs) online (laughs) following, which I don't have, (laughs) social media, which I gave up. (laughs) So I don't have any of that. Uh And if I were a young woman starting over, I might try harder to to even write a blog.
3: Uh But
4: it's just not something I want to spend time with. Sure. I have a blog right now that's collecting Internet dust <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> 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 and I have tried advertising my books in various formats, and it's expensive sure. and you get very few returns yeah. on the dollar. Yeah. And if you don't love writing, you can get hung up uh-huh. on this part of, mm-hmm. of the publishing um independent publishing
3: absolutely but uh,
4: you know it can be done and and there are people who love to blog and and still you know write stories sure you just have to keep at it That's all i can tell people keep yeah. at it and don't give up
1: you could do a podcast maybe
4: Hey, good idea. Do you know how I could do that? We would
0: love to show you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Every week we're calling. Okay,
4: let's (laughs) do it. Every other week.
0: That's right. So, those were the end of my questions. Becky, do you have any more questions you want to add? No, I don't
1: think so. I had stuck a couple in there that I.
0: Yeah. I think it's fantastic. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to Please us. Oh, I had so much fun. Yay. Um and Becky does want to know when your newest favorite book to write, Postmistress story, <laughs> is coming out.
4: <laughs> oh, I know. Well I just got the just got the format or um a message from the from the guy that does my formatting. <laughs> uh-huh. The one in California. <laughs> Pardon me?
0: The one in California.
4: Yes, yes, one in California, <laughs> and uh, so now it will just be when my dear Rachel can get to the to the cover, and I think she's working mm. on it. So it, it should be this month, this month. Wow! Yeah, that's We're another excited. good thing because you can get in a queue for the with the publisher, and it'll be six months mm-hmm. to eight months wow. before your book will come mm-hmm. out is, after you finish it. But is that one anyway? Is that
1: one a novella too, or is that a longer one? No, it's a novel
0: yeah wonderful you know we yeah. don't have all of the gemma series at the library well you
4: know what that's because i haven't i i'm in the process of yeah. uh getting new covers on them and getting them republished
0: okay so once they're yeah, republished indeed. we can get all brand new
4: ones yeah perfect fresh off my brain there you go <laughs> perfect you better, better be careful <laughs> <laughs> with.
0: We'll, <laughs> so, we'll censor them <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sharon, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, and, thank you. Oh, yeah, it was fun. And we'll uh, definitely include you in another podcast. Or okay. when you start yours, we'll come down
1: and see you. Oh, yeah, next time you're in town. Yeah, there
0: you go. You <laughs> next time you're in town, you can come
4: in. I will.
0: There, perfect.
4: And All right. I can interview you guys. Yeah, you <laughs> you there you go.
0: There you go. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I really want to see that question list first. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Uh (laughs) Amelia. Bye. Goodbye.
4: Bye, Becky. Bye.
0: That was fun. We've had a really full day. Yeah, we have lots of questions. I've had a really today. full week. Yeah, you have. I
1: have. I've had a lot of public contact this week. I was so exhausted this morning. I've been just talking to too many people. You know, <laughs> you sorry. just go home and you're like, I'm glad I live alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, so um, do you want to talk about our books or do you think we've talked enough about the books? Because... We did mention them.
1: I guess something that didn't come up. So the series that we had read the two of them of is called Waiting for You. And they're all titled like Raining Love in a Place. place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a series um, that's linked thematically and not by characters or time period or place. Although I guess Dove Creek and the other one, Hermosa Valley, Hermosa, right. are um, close but the other one, the main character in the the Highlands book is from Southern California, and then it takes place in Scotland. Scotland. Um, but the theme of these books is Waiting for Love. Waiting for Love. That's what the series is called. I was Waiting for You. Oh, Waiting for You. So this one,
0: um, the one I have in my hands that you can't see, is The Raining Love in Dub Creek. And that's the one that I chose to read for... This challenge and,
1: and I had read this one in in the past.
0: Right, so she had to pick another one. So the other thing about this book is like Sharon said, it's it's a shorter book. It was it's only mm-hmm. I'm looking at 145 really a hundred forty-five pages. So you could sit down and you could read it very quickly. And it's this one I liked the story because it was about an independent woman mm-hmm. running her own farm and I guess not really worrying about what other people are, are
1: Right. Thinking She's really busy. Her. She's
0: got stuff to do. She's got a life to live. And she does have a lost love from her mm-hmm. younger days, but it's not holding her back from being her own person. So eventually, obviously, it's a love they, story, Yeah, they reconnect so, and... Yeah. But uh, she spoilers, doesn't... Spoilers, they get together.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, um, but it's not that she stops living her life to accommodate... whatever and it's it's same with 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 him he goes off to be part of the government blah 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 and he doesn't stop living his life and then eventually when the time actually works for both of them to to own up to their situation Mm -hmm. they then they reconnect exactly yeah so it's a it's a good story and it's the only one of that series that i have read and so i don't know if i'm going to finish the whole series because now I'm more interested in the postmistress that's coming. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. And I read the second one and did prefer the first one. Yeah. Um, I like the historical setting. And so that makes me think maybe I'll like the third one too, which is also yeah, we might historically try that one. set. Maybe we could read that to each other. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> so um, this one, we have put these in the library.
0: I haven't seen the third one.
1: It's it... there. I'm, I just well, haven't seen it. I'm pretty sure it's there. Yeah. But it's autographed as well. Well, yeah. It says, love the Longview Library. Yeah, Sharon McIneer. McIneer. Good job. I know we went over this and I immediately (laughs) forgot how to say it. (laughs) Yay. Well, what a fun conversation
0: that was. Thank you, Sharon, so much for doing that.
1: And then I had been kind of thinking earlier when uh, we were talking to Rose Rose, that there is, I know of... uh, I mean, there's probably more, but I know of one other local podcast, and that's um, Vicky, Vicky Carter's, Carters. Mm-hmm. and hers is specifically about writing and publishing, mm-hmm. um,
0: squish pens, squish, yeah, pen something.
1: And she does interviews with local writers and talks yeah. about the whole process.
0: Mm-hmm. And she is an amazing
1: partner of the library mm-hmm. too. And she she wrote a book during NaNoWriMo last year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, was partnering with us with the write-ins that we did last year. She
0: did. Well, and she also was instrumental in... She used uh, to work at
1: the library. (laughs) She did a long time ago.
0: She was also instrumental in setting up a self-publishing informational Mm -hmm. session at the library for our our local authors who are interested in providing or doing their own self-publishing. So her um, webpage is squishpen.com. And you can learn about authors of the Pacific Northwest and listen to her podcast and it's Vicky carter so thanks Vicky, for your help at the library squish pen productions
1: and the podcast is called authors of the pacific northwest i think so yeah i think so too that's what that thing said on her webpage yeah what's also really cool about authors who independently publish is you can just call them right up sometimes
0: <laughs>
1: you don't have to go through their publishers and be right. like oh mm-hmm, how can i possibly right. talk to this person <laughs> But, yeah, what Sharon was saying, I've heard from other people, too, that publishers are really looking for authors who already have built a platform right, already. Which is ridiculous
0: because, you know, who's done that? Well, I mean, some people. Nowadays,
1: it's probably yeah, more prevalent, but. people who, like, bookstagrammers and stuff or people on YouTube who publish their books. But then I think it's a real, I don't know, like, I read that book earlier this year that we talked about. It was written by a YouTuber, Again But Better, mm-hmm. and I found that book merely fine and (laughs) some people really liked it and I was reading interviews, but for some people they liked it less knowing her as a YouTuber. Right, right. Because they um and so it's kind of like a weird catch twenty two that yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't know because I have separated myself from social media to such a degree that that, you know, I like learning the things that are there, but I hate the whole concept of influencers, mm-hmm. and I just think that is the most superficial, fake garbage. You don't consider yourself ever.
1: an influencer?
0: No, I consider myself your friend. <laughs> right? I'm not selling you anything. This is <laughs> you take it or you leave it. But I don't, I don't like the concept of my entire purpose for doing this to to you. Is to make you go either buy something or do something or something that's going to actually help me financially or through popularity mm-hmm. i don't like that but you know that about me in real life too i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> i do like hanging out with you but i don't <laughs> like i don't like the whole concept of of fake kind of superficial a lot of
1: like the yeah there are there are I like it real. influencers. Real. Like, like air quotes that do do their work in like realm of of different like, I guess, social justice types mm-hmm. of things. But I would say for the most part, it is very superficial. It really
0: is. And it and it lends to the culture of material things being more important than real people. And mm-hmm. I am against that with all of my being. Yeah. So I think we're at this position, this crossroads in life in general, where There has been such abuse of social media, and there's all these people who want social media to be the positive, influencing thing that it was meant essentially to be. And then you have—I mean, I would hope it was meant to be that. I think it was,
1: yeah, or meant just to um, as a marketing or like a communication tool. Sure, which I guess is being used as just bad (laughs) communication so so i I I think
0: we're at a crossroads now where people are actually making the conscious decision to remove social media out of their lives because of the amount of negativity
1: that yeah. it brings. I mean, if it makes you feel bad. Why do it? Yeah. Why? I mean... It's just like people are either only showing their best selves or really or their showing worst their worst self. selves. Yeah.
0: Well, And and that's the thing, is that everybody thinks you have to put on a show on social media and I don't... I mean, because your life isn't good enough anyway. Sure. Or they're just trying to get crap.
1: eyeballs on, you know. Right. But yeah, I've read stuff from people and I'm like, I know you don't really exactly. feel that way. I've <laughs> seen pictures of people and I'm like, I don't even know who the heck you are. So, um... When I was in graduate school, it's probably just I was using Twitter when I was in graduate school, and it makes me feel like everyone was using it more back then, but I don't think that's actually the case. No, I think more people use it now. (laughs) But, like, we would be sitting in a classroom, and, you know, there's, like, 20 people in there. It's not huge. Right. And if you pull up some of your classmates, like, Twitter fees, they're, like, commenting about, like, everything in real time, and they'll say stuff, like, I remember, like, I almost lost it in class. (laughs) was like my friend had her thing up and she was like reading this person's tweets and like she pointed it t- to me and it was something about like this person had posted like something that like that had happened was like so funny to them like and then then you look over at him and it's just like stone face oh, no. <laughs> it's just like the dichotomy of like saying Saying that they think something is really funny and then looking over them.
0: Nothing nothing it's like they've never had an emotion in their life. <laughs> oh man,
1: that was funny.
0: That would be funny, <laughs> but how often does that actually happen? You know, I mean most of the time you look at a Twitter feed and that person's not in the same room with you. So you can't tell how you fake it's how fake, fake it is, yeah. Most of the time you take uh, them there, and what a and then you have all of these vulnerable teenager young adult people who are who are growing up in this this commentary constant uh, constantly being told things from people they've never met in their lives and it's like why Why does that matter to you? If your mom tells it to you that should matter. <laughs> that's to all me. that matters. Oh that's right. I don't know. I mean I, I don't feel like anything that comes from somebody that I cannot meet in my real life I don't care. You, well, you don't mm-hmm. you don't have enough stake in my life to make comments about me that's just the way it is. Whew. Whew. Solving the world,
1: bro? <laughs> or just complaining about it.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, my my answer. The only it's like what you had said to me
1: this morning, which was, "Do I said you a lot have the time to, <laughs> to listen to me? <laughs> whine? I love Green Day. <laughs> about nothing and everything, everything all, all at once." once.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so my solution for me, which is only for me, mm-hmm. was to cut Facebook out of my life. The only time that I have Facebook is at work, where I post things for my job. You know, I don't post anything personal. I share the crud out of all the library's <laughs> events and I post things for Project Read. But other than that, it's not, uh, it's not something I incorporate into
1: my person. I do, yeah.
0: I do have to admit that I've been using Instagram more than I've ever used it
1: in my life since Lydia went to college. I use Instagram a lot, but the difference I think for me.
0: Oh, but let me tell you. Is that
1: my Instagram is highly curated. Uh-huh. I don't feel like just because I went to high school with somebody, I have to follow them on Instagram, you know? You know, uh, so it's like, if I don't want this content, I don't have to look at it. You
0: say, you say yours is highly curated. No. Okay. That's fine. Mine is
1: like two things
0: is like, boom, done. So I have exactly 31 followers Uh and 34 following. And that is overwhelming for me. (laughs) I can barely stand it. But the thing is that most of them are either related to me or I have known it's for me. a very long time. You. Yeah. Or it's me. Posting you know, out my new pants. That's right. But it's something that I, you know, I made the conscious effort to say what is important to me mm-hmm. and what can I live without? And so right now I've been doing these posts for Lydia one a day that just makes sure she knows what I'm thinking about her while she's off being college person. And that's it. That's all I do. Am I reaching for this? No. You're reaching for this? Yeah. The whole thing? Just the top two? The top two. Got it.
1: <clears throat> I know you don't care about stuff, but I got some stuff today. <laughs> and I am really excited. So I don't work for this company. <laughs> but
0: she'd like to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not paying me any money. This is not a sponsored comment. But when... Can I look at it? Yeah. When Maggie Steve Otter's new book, Call Down the Hawk, came out last month, it's amazing and you should read it. I also don't work for Maggie, but um sound like I do. Owl crate did a special Owl crate is like a monthly subscription book box company that are based out of a Portland suburb and I can't remember which one. And they do like you it's a subscription box you pay a, a monthly fee um and it comes with a like book. Loot crate. Yeah, like Loot crate, which I guess um Loot crate went out of business. No, well, but it's like that. <laughs> Um, so you get a book and you get some like stuff. So when they did a special one. I
0: love the quote
1: <laughs> on the back. Everything is great. So they did a special box for Call Down the Hawk and um like I saw that on Instagram where I make all my shopping choices. <laughs> yeah. and- and I was like, take my money. <laughs> so I got Throwing that box the Saturday before the book came out. And it came with, like, all this cool stuff that I love. I have this necklace I am wore yesterday, but I'm not wearing it today. And, like, a pin and some socks and the book, of course, and some pillowcases. A bunch of cool crap that I really liked. <laughs> so I was like, this was so satisfying. I'm going to subscribe to the monthly box. So the November box came today. And this reading planner was inside oh, it's so and it combines fun. the two things I love the most which is reading and planning <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if which those is are, true those are the two things yeah, I love those the are most. pretty high but they're pretty high top pretty 10 high, for sure yeah. isn't it great it is it's wonderful
0: and I actually want to own one
1: you can I think maybe just buy this from Alcrate I'm, without
0: I'm, can you buy it from Alcrate or can I buy it from this blue press blue star press
1: well this one was made specifically for them oh. but it might have you might also be able to buy something from them that's, like, a similar a planner. deal. But sometimes Owlcrate will have, like, if there's so something that people like so much in a box, they'll make it so you can only, you can just buy that one thing. Oh,
0: okay, so I'm going to look up Owlcrate real quick. But we, we actually have to get hurrying up.
1: Anyways, um, but this planner is really cool. Part of what's cool is it's not dated at all. So if, like, you don't use it this year, this year or this month, it's not like you've wasted a bunch of pages. That are, say, like True. January twenty twenty. No, because you
0: know, could start it in the middle of May, and then it yeah. would last until the middle of the next May. Right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so I'll probably be using this for our reading challenge for twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think I will.
0: I think that's a great idea. I really like it. Yeah, you should get one too. I'm trying to get there right now.
1: <laughs> um, and it's got like some cute uh, flowers on it. They're like dogwoods, I think and, and berries. Black berries, like right. white berries. And then, what are these flowers called? My they mom. They look
0: like baby's breath almost. My mom would know. your mom Or Austin. Austin would
1: know. No, I feel like I always think that he should know what plant I'm talking about when I describe something very vaguely, <laughs> right. and then makes him feel bad that he doesn't know <laughs> he what doesn't I'm talking about. Aww, poor Austin. <laughs> Anyways, we gotta wrap this up because Elizabeth's got a meeting to go to. And I gotta go. Thanks to Rose. Absolutely. Rose Lundy
0: from The Daily News. For
1: coming and interviewing us.
0: Yeah. How we cool. Certainly is that? like to
1: talk. Yeah, no.
0: About ourselves. There. Yeah.
1: And um thanks for Sharon McInneer <laughs> for calling and talking um to us about her, her books, books and, and self publishing. Yeah. She's independent amazing. publishing.
0: Thank you so much. And we are dying to read about your postmistress. So I
1: do um like secrets is one of my favorite I don't, it's not even a trope i don't know um, i love books that are about secrets yeah
0: she does actually she's mentioned that before you know and that <laughs> that um i'm not lying she's not lying <laughs> that um curious charms of uh, arthur pepper was one of the books that i did as a bonus book for mm-hmm. monday night's live podcast so you can actually listen to a bigger description of that sharon on that one yeah yeah you could talk to daniel he'll show you how to get there sure yeah. sure he won't will not you daniel
1: won't you all right well thanks for listening Thanks to our guests. This has been your shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Bye. Bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine is donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local stations for their ongoing support. Your
0: Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McKeldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McKeldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry
3: How are you going to do that?